You're listening to the official podcast of Asbury University, produced by students with God-honoring conversations that inform, edify, and encourage. This is Asbury. We explore culture and current topics through a Christian worldview, promoting a well-balanced life, and we empower our community to belong, become, and be set apart. I'm your host, Abby Lobb. Welcome to This is Asbury. I'm joined with Dr. Brian Hall. Brian Hall is professor of pastoral and Christian ministries here at Asbury. He also has served in church ministry for more than 25 years, including work at the local church and denominational levels. Dr. Hall is also a Gardner Scholar and director of YBL, which stands for Youth Becoming Leaders. Youth Becoming Leaders is a high school Christian leadership institute on campus that does wonderful work. Many of the students end up coming to Asbury and pursuing degrees in ministry. Dr. Hall also is president of the Association of Youth Ministry Educators. And most recently, as he continues to present and write about the church, culture, youth ministry, and Christian leadership, he co-authored a book entitled Youth Ministry as a Mission, a conversation about theology and culture with Patrick Mays. So I'm excited to have Dr. Hall here. This conversation is going to touch all things Gen Z and church habits, and we're just going to get into some really interesting stuff. So listen into the conversation. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you because Gen Z, as you know, their church habits are a bit different than perhaps how a lot of us grew up yeah, going to right. church. Mm-hmm. Some of that is just larger cultural trends at work, but also this generation, they're just very different. Let's jump right into it. Sure, sure. Yeah, excited <laughs> um, to talk about it. Can you talk about some of the church habits on Gen Z that you're seeing and how these habits are unlike anything really that you've seen in ministry? Yeah, for sure. It's really an interesting time. A lot of what Gen Z is doing is asking in more pointed ways, perhaps, the really big questions about what the church is and why the church is doing what it's doing. So one of the things we're seeing, a lot of people have talked about the sort of decrease in church attendance, and obviously COVID accelerated some of those things. But one of the things we're seeing is young people are doing what they call unbundling their faith. Mm -hmm. So in other words, they're taking something that's been a traditional Christianity, for example, and they're pulling it apart and saying, okay, there are parts of this that I like that I really want to embrace, and then there are parts that we don't like and we don't really want part of our lives or to be identified with. And so because they have choice and because they can exercise that, you see them pulling at those strands. So when you say to a young person, oftentimes, are you a Christian? That straightforward, oftentimes they'll say no, because for them, that represents a whole bundle of things. Mm -hmm. Some of them they're not really comfortable with at all. So that also translates to church attendance and participation in those things because they're not sure they want to be associated with or or participate in that kind of a community. So uh, largely that depends on their perception of church. But one of the things that we see about Gen Z is they're actually really interested in the idea of community. And Mm -hmm. if they can find a really close group of people that can deliver for them real community, then they're more than willing to dive into that. In fact, they'll sacrifice all kinds of things we've seen to be a part of that. The challenge for them is most of the promises of community that they've been presented with, say, take, for example, social media and um, those communities that kind of develop around that, all of them have left them wanting. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's an emptiness to those because at some end of that, all of those things have an agenda for them. 
And so they become really jaded towards that kind of a thing. So I'm saying that to say part of what I think the church can do is actually care about young people, Mm -hmm. like actually invest in their lives, actually spend time getting to know them and to listen to them, to value what they have to say, um, appreciate that they are different, but perhaps they have some answers for some of the problems we're facing right now. So I think as we try to lean into that, in particular, the relational side of that, how do we care about them? How do we listen to them? How do we invite them into our community in ways that don't just want them for something, but in ways that actually just listen and value them? I think they'll respond to that. And what we see is that it seems like the churches and ministries that are able to do that step into that relationship, seem to be attracting young people. You know, I care a lot about leadership, youth becoming leaders and all those things. But as they allow young people to step into those leadership positions, not just come and watch, but to actually be a part of things, those are the communities we see, it seems like, young people responding to and stepping into. Yeah, that's really cool. With Gen Z stepping into some of this leadership, like you just said, sort of, you know, aging into this, what is the trajectory that you see for the church? Yeah, I think in terms of church attendance and some of those traditional markers, I think the church will, in the West will continue to struggle. A couple reasons for that. One of them is I think a lot of young people are more interested in action than they are just showing up on a Sunday, checking that off the box. And I'm not saying everybody who goes to church does that, but I think there is a perception among young people that's part of the journey there is that people have been going to church their whole life, so that's what they do. And in many ways, it becomes something that makes them feel better about themselves and their own morality. So young people are really interested in action. And what we're seeing in this generation is that. So, you know, here at Asbury and the outpouring that we had, we saw young people step and lean into not just words, but participation and engagement. And that as they led us into that, one of the things I hope we are learning is young people actually are really hungry for God and the things of God, but they're also really interested in that participation and engagement with that, not just to watch it. I think that becomes really important as the church thinks about how do we navigate this moving forward. So I say all that to say, I think if the church can learn to listen and make church a safe place for young people to wrestle with their faith and their big questions and those kinds of things, then it becomes a place where they can actually find home and find community and be the things that the church is, I think, supposed to be. But where the church maybe is just looking for them to show up on a Sunday morning and check the box, that's probably not going to keep happening. Yeah, I think we've we've seen a lot of churches really focus on numbers and growth. And I think it sounds like a lot of what you're talking about is just discipleship and mentorship in the church. And perhaps that's some of what's been lacking. So what would you say to people who who are in that position to be able to do that? Yeah, I I really think, again, listening, listening, listening. Mm -hmm. So... One of the questions I ask a lot of pastors when we're talking about young people and their involvement in their church is just where do young people have a voice in your church? And a lot of them will say, well, if they go to youth group, they can do those things. And that's good. That's a start. But again, they want to make a difference in the whole world and the whole thing and not just be set aside for a part or to do youth Sunday once a year or whatever. They want to be engaged and find solutions to the real world problems that we're in. And they feel like they can. And so I think if a church can learn to listen to them really well and create space for them to speak into that and to speak into their lives, that's one of the sort of myths I think about Gen Z is that they don't want older people to speak into their lives. I don't think that's true at all. I just think they want that without agenda. So as long as we come to them and actually care about them, then they're willing to engage all of that. So 
I think listening, 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 and making regular spaces for them to, to have voice and then, again, to ask those big questions. Is it okay for them to ask those really hard questions? Well, we know young people are going to ask them. So why aren't we making the space in our churches where it's hopefully safer for them to get some handles on some things? I think if we can do that, then I think we're going to be way better off in terms of getting them engaged and involved. And to be frank, I really believe that God's at work in this generation and speaking to them and calling them forward. And so if we're not willing to listen to them, then I think we're missing out on some of what God's up to in the world right now. Yeah. Well, we saw that so clearly in February at the outpouring. So just talk about briefly, you know, we're a university and we're not a church, so we're not saying, oh, you know, we did church for two weeks. But what can churches learn from what happened here, do you think? Yeah, I mean, number one for me easily is that young people are hungry. Mm -hmm. And so can we create spaces for them to step into that hunger for God, like just to listen and to wait and to spend that time? And and I'm not at all trying to say that every church should be able to replicate sort of the the actions of what happened at Asbury. But I do think many of them can help young people step into that hunger and and recognize that that's where they are. So let's let them lead us into that. Let's let them ask those big questions. Let's let them pull at the strands of what we've said Christianity is and call us to question on some of those things. And let them help us lead us into some solutions. So, again, I just think a large part of it is listening and learning and so uh, stepping into the young people's uh, desire for a God that's real. A lot of people before any of this happened said that Gen Z was a generation that heard about God but had never really experienced him. And I think what we saw here was this moment where, in a very specific and direct way, young people heard from God. And so when we step into that hunger, when we create those spaces, I think young people are willing to jump in. Yeah, that's great. Well, just in closing, Dr. Hall, is there anything with YBL? I, I know you're you're sort of growing that, you know, for church leaders. Just talk about that as we close a bit. Sure. Yeah, we'd love to help churches think about and talk about Gen Z and talk about how they can pass leadership off and how they can listen well. Uh, any of that we would love to step in and help with. And part of it for us isn't to come in and give you all the answers because we certainly don't have them. But what we'd love to do is kind of workshop with leaders and think about their communities, their their young people, and how we can help them step into things. We've obviously learned some things here at Asbury, both in the outpouring and through um, eight years of youth becoming leaders and and just the success of those things. So we'd love to be able to share some of the things we've learned and be able to workshop with people some solutions and some next steps for them, their ministry. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of This is Asbury. To learn more about Asbury University, visit asbury.edu. 